You're listening to the Bible Belt Bros podcast with my dad and his dumb friend. Enjoy. OMG, Dusty. I am so excited this week. Do you know why? <laughs> why? <laughs> because we're finally on chapter eight. Chapter eight? What's that chapter? I know. It's the tithing chapter. Your favorite. Finally, the whole reason we started this podcast. That's why you're smiling when I walked in today. Oh, no, that was for another reason. Oh, snap. <laughs> I was just happy to see you. <laughs> <laughs> so an interesting tidbit about Dusty and I that you guys may or may not know, because I don't know if we talked about it, but Dusty and I like to play Xbox. I've played so much Call of Duty this week. Way more than normal. Man, I went off on Call of Duty yesterday. Anyways... I want to tell a little story. There was a, there was a, it was Martin Luther King Day, and there was this kid that popped up and said, White Babies was his name. And I was like, Really? <laughs> Martin Luther King Day? I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> and then it ended up being, yeah, it ended up being a little kid, like, Hey, guy. And they were like trying to talk a big game, you know, like they're using lots of cuss words, but then they're like, My hit markers are on point today. <laughs> you know, it's just like, yeah, I ended up muting them, but it was really funny. <laughs> it's like these kids, uh, we're thirty-year-old men, and <laughs> we're playing playing video games with twelve-year-olds <laughs> in in other states. Yeah, all right, and That's destroying fun. them, and then screaming at them, and destroying <laughs> them. Oh, remember when we used to play Xbox? Um, there was uh, there was a game that we would play like volleyball and stuff, and then yes. like, we would like. We would be yelling at it. It was with the Kinect, so you had to like jump and hit and all this stuff. It was really fun. And then but you're playing against other teams and so you'd like yell at them and stuff. It, it was really funny. Dude, Dusty and I were good at that game. We were so good at that game. We I think we lost maybe two matches. Yeah, and but we were so good at smack talking and making our avatars do funny stuff. Yes. <laughs> that was so fun. Well, where is that game? So on Xbox, you can link Xboxes. Two people can link their Xboxes together, and so if one person downloads a game, the other person gets it also. So Andrew and I used to do this together. Like he had his to mine and mine to his. So every time he bought a game, I can play it, and when I bought a game, he could play it. Apparently, I did not buy enough games for Andrew to stay my friend, so That's he left true. me. And that was not the only reason, but that was a good reason. That was the only reason. Oh no, there was a much bigger reason, but I won't go into that. Um. Yeah, so I linked my Xbox with another friend, and Dusty, I guess, never unlinked his Xbox from me. So whenever Dusty buys games, I still get those games. So I get the games from another friend and from Dusty. Which well, is just not fair. I don't know. It is not fair. I know, because I don't have the hard drive space for them all. <laughs> but no, get this. Yesterday I'm playing, and I'm playing Call of Duty. Uh, with another friend, a third friend. I only have three friends, guys. <laughs> uh, so don't. It, it's not like I have a lot of friends. Uh, these are my only three friends. And he apparently uses them for free games. Well, I have never linked my Xbox with this guy. He And he has not signed in my Xbox probably in two years. And he downloaded a game yesterday, and I got it too. So I'm getting games from three people. I'm like, heck yeah. So when's the last time you had to buy a game? Oh, I buy a lot of games, actually. 
Like I bought Call of Duty. I think I bought Call of Duty. I it, I figured you'd be like, so Dusty, you should play this game. So then I have to buy it, and then it ends up you getting it for free. That would be awesome. <laughs> so if you should try more of your single friends who have more budgeting capabilities for video games. Right. Mainly I buy a lot of Lego games for my son. Which, hey, those work out great for my daughter. Those are fun. I say it's for my son, but then I'm like... Right. I know. I Like Zoo Tycoon. I bought that for Izzy. You know who played it for the first three months? <laughs> Me. And I, I'm like, hey, Carson, you want to play uh, Lego Adventures? Huh? That, that sounds like a good idea. <laughs> I'm like, hey, uh, Izzy, let's play Minecraft. Yeah. Izzy, stop doing that. Yeah. Come over here and do this. I'm always yelling at her. And then I'm like, Isabel, just get off. Go. I will do this. Like, I'm going to go build my own castle, okay? Carson likes to put, you know, you can put heads on Minecraft everywhere. He just does that all over the place. So I'm like, Carson, you're not making it look pretty. Oh. Go play your own Xbox. Exactly. I'm going to have to buy a new Xbox just for you. <laughs> get off mine. Let's get into this podcast, Dustin. What are you looking forward to? Dun, dun, dun. This podcast is going to be very controversial, and we're actually probably going to be wrong on a lot of things. Well, I won't say we will be wrong. Maybe the book, and it I, w- I wouldn't even say it would be wrong. It's just going to conflict with your beliefs. Correct. So if you get mad, maybe don't get mad at us if it's something in the book, because we're not the... Uh, we didn't write the book. Right. So. We're not biblical scholars. But a biblical scholar did go through this book and fact check and do everything. So it's really interesting. The facts are true. Maybe the interpretation of the data, you know, might be a little one-sided. Might not, might be something you don't agree with. It doesn't necessarily mean we agree with it on this book, but there's a lot of things I do agree with it. So. Right, and we've said all along from the beginning that we're going to go chapter by chapter and do this book. So we are still doing this. We are on the ever-so-awaited chapter, chapter 8, Tithing and Clergy Salaries. We are actually going to break this up into two podcasts because it would go on forever. And so we are going to talk about tithing this week and clergy salaries next week. So this this chapter right here is what started the podcast, guys. Yes. Yeah, this is what we were trying to have a conversation about couldn't find couldn't find books that or writings or teachings that that didn't seem like they were hurt by the church and one-sided now I'm getting into this book and I'm kind of feeling maybe he has been hurt or whatever by the church in the past right um, but we'll see I don't know right yeah I mean when we first picked out this book we thought it was a very uh, open-minded kind of both sides of the issues type of book. We're finding it's not. With that being said, let's get into this chapter. So, like I said, we're talking about tithing. So, Dusty, is tithing biblical? Short answer. Yes. All right. Yes, but tithing Next is question. biblical. How is it biblical? It's in the Bible. There we go. <laughs> that makes it biblical because it is in the Bible. Now let's talk about it. Okay, so it's biblical. A lot of the findings of tithing you'll find in the Old Testament. 
Uh, there's four times in the New Testament where the tithing is mentioned. Uh, somebody even asked Jesus, you know, should we tithe? And he, what do you say? Give, give it to give Caesar. Give unto Caesar what is Caesar's. Yeah, and give to God what is God's or something like that. Right. But at the time, they were also still sacrificing lambs for their sins. And so um, the argument in this book says that tithing, though biblical, is not Christian. It's not Christian. Because the after Christ, the after his death, he abolished a lot of those basic laws that we had to follow. So here's one thing that I learned about tithing. The Lord actually set up or instituted the tithe into three parts, and he did this for the Israelites. So the time the Israelite nation, he set the tithe for them? Yes. Okay. Do you know what he set it up for? I did read the book this time, and it was a tax. Thank you. It was a tax. It wasn't given to God because you wanted to. You had to. It was a tax system that God set up for the Israelites. The word tithe just means a tenth. It doesn't mean give to God. God taxed the Israelites. And why did he tax them? Well, it went to three different areas. Right. Uh, the tax was distributed. Was it throughout the land? Well, here, let me read what they were. A tithe of the produce of the land to support the Levites who had no inheritance. A tithe of the produce of the land to sponsor religious festivals in Jerusalem. Like Woodstock or yes, Cornerstone Christian, exactly. Christian Woodstock? Yes, Cornerstone down in Texas. <laughs> A tithe of the produce of the land collected every third year. Every three years, guys. That's it. For the local Levites, orphans, strangers, and widows. So let's talk about these tithes. One, it's set up as a tax for the Israelites to support the Levites. And who were these Levites? I asked Dusty this earlier because I didn't know who the Levites were. I mean, I've read about them. They're from Levi. They're from the tribe of Levi, one of the 12 tribes of Jerusalem. Um, and they, they own no land or property. Correct. Right. They were they weren't priests. They were in politics and they also were the mu they led the music in the courtyards of the temples. And they also were the guards, the temple guards. So this is who the Levites were. So would a Levite kind of be like James Lankford, our congressman? Um, speaking for the people, you know, I think, uh, yeah, I think that's a good comparison. Shout out to James Langford. Yes. He's, Oklahoma he's a Sander. stud, man. He Go is. for him. He's a good guy. He's a great guy. And, you know, I follow him on Facebook and, uh, I love that he keeps everybody informed and yeah. he's like, Hey, I voted yes on this. I voted no on this. Yeah. This is why I did it. I'm sorry. I follow other senators. Nobody else does that. Yeah. They're He's he's a, he's a good guy. He's an open book, and uh, he's like a redheaded Jesus. And basically. he's a Christian. And he's a Christian. That's yeah. the best part about it. He's a Christian, and he's not letting DC corruptions sway him. This was a tithe off of the produce of your land. This is what I said. About, uh, I believe it was in like the first episode we talked about tithing and where it came from. And I always had this issue, and I talked to Dusty about this before. We started this podcast about my issue with tithing is when did it all become about all about the Benjamins? 
when did it become money? We see in the Bible, it's always been their produce or their, their if they're metal workers, it was, uh, or their blacksmiths, it was with their talents. Whatever your talent is, that was your tithe back in the day. So when did it all become about the Benjamins? And that's what started this all. And so we see it a lot in the Old Testament. We see that's really where tithing is stressed is the Old Testament. The New Testament, it, you don't see it very much. You see a lot of giving, and there's 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 a benefit to giving and giving generously. And some people would argue, yeah, so you should give more than 15% of your income. But then the argument is, I mean, is that basically the tithe was the tax for the Israelites, and now in America we're not really – Christian nation under God, and so our tax, our tithe, actually is going to our government. Is that the representative so of what the tax was then? I'd actually have to think about that. You caught me off guard with that question. Sorry. Dusty and I don't talk to each other before the podcast. Well, I mean, we talk to each other. but We, we are not friends. <laughs> we do not talk to each other at all. But we don't talk about the book to each other because we, do, we want our reactions to be genuine and actually from the heart, not pre-planned reactions. So I'd actually have to think about that one, Dustin. Well, it was just a thought. I, I don't know if that's true or not, but that kind of, you know, when you're looking at the Levite system and you're looking at Medicaid, basically, for the orphans and the widows, I mean, I feel like that's kind of what, what we the tithe was, was doing, was those kind of things. Right. It was offsetting. It wasn't going to each specific church meeting location. No. And it definitely wasn't going to the clergy. So in the Old Testament, when you when you hear preacher preach on tithing, most likely you have nine times out of ten, half the time, shout out to Megan again for, for that quote there, nine times out of ten, half the time, you will hear this verse in Malachi. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessings that you will not have room enough for it that was malachi 3 8 through 10 well there's and then it goes on to talk about how um, the tribe was under a curse and uh, because they hadn't been tithing so anyway so uh, we hear this verse a lot so i don't think most preachers will say this is a law that we should do but it is one of the old one of the old testament things that we've kept you know like we we are now able to cut our hair, but yet, in the same sense, with the tithe, that that's we're still doing the tithe. Right, right. I mean, they're spoke about it at the same time. I mean, same books, same chapters. Yet we throw one out and we keep the other one. Yeah, and there's there's a lot of things in there that that have been that you'll see all the time. We're not under law; we're under grace. And so, why are we 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 don't give blood sacrifices anymore to cover you don't our sins uh oh not <laughs> we side I gotta note go clean up my backyard side note real quick we're we're we we just came from church and uh, I led worship this week which is even that's, that's a whole nother story what is worship but anyway I led the music this week and we talked to, we're getting ready to insert a prayer time and uh my friend Johnny he was like you should be like ushers come forth <laughs> you know when the when the ushers come and when the elders come and and then he's like release the snakes <laughs> you know like all these different different things. Anyways, we don't do any of that stuff anymore, and we don't do that because we're not under the law anymore. We Jesus abolished those things. Right. 
and but people argue that Jesus didn't come to destroy the law of tithing. But I and, and I say this as tithing. I think tithing and giving are two separate things, and I think they're yes. even preached two separate things. Yes. They're like bring your tithe and then your offerings. So bring your ten percent and then your extra ten percent, you know. Or and, whatever you or whatever you can do. Yeah. And so um so I think that there's a lot there in the Old Testament that that right. verse is used for. I and I love how, you know, we as Christians we just pick and choose what parts of the Bible we want to follow. I mean I do that, Andrew, from time to time. I know. I totally go out and murder people every Friday night. <laughs> I, well, I mean, the Bible says if you've thought it, you've done it. That's true. That is true. And I'm sorry. I, every Friday night when I encounter a stupid person, what? I'm like... Why is it just Friday night? Because I don't go out the rest of the nights. I have school. Okay. You don't recall, <laughs> You don't find any stupid people, like even driving to school. Oh, my goodness, yes. Okay. So I murder everybody every day. <laughs> yeah, all day. All day. It's all I do. And when my professor makes me mad, I mur- murder them, too. So what this book says about the man robbed God is it's what it's saying is this is many Christian leaders' favorite Bible texts, especially when giving is a low at the church. And so they use this and it's more of a scare factor, is what it is. And and they might say they'll they'll believe it's not the law, but then it's but they preach it like, like it is like it is. And so will you rob God of the ties? And so they're saying, Hey, you're you're not giving to this church. We're not able to pay our overhead, our bills, our salaries, and and so you're robbing God of of this. And and then it also, you know, kind of throws it out there that Mount, you know, they were under a curse for not doing it. You know, God stopped speaking to them, and and uh, we kind of that that we don't say that in on the pulpit. But that is implied, you right. know. Yep. We we do say sneak that verse in there, right? Implying that that is the result, right? If you're not tithing, so then, then you're you teaching can't. that the other result, if you do give, then good things happen, you know. But not health and wealth. It's just like a really, like you don't believe in health and wealth, but you believe that if you give to God, He's going to meet your needs. So this is something I may not should or maybe should not share, but I've actually tested this theory of uh, not giving and do you still get blessings and giving and do you still get blessings? And I'm sorry, but when I didn't give, I got the same blessings as when I do give. I still got sporadic money coming in that was unexpected. Long story short, I had uh, positive and negatives on both sides. When I was giving to God, I still had negatives. When I wasn't giving to God, I still had positives. So, and you know, the Bible does, or God does say, test me in this. And, you know, I tested him. And so you robbed God, is what you're saying. No, maybe. At this time, I, at the, that point, I was rebelling from God. Isn't that the same thing? No, I wasn't robbing him. I was ignoring him. <laughs> oh my gosh. Purposefully. <laughs> I was purposely taking his money. Try. Right. Oh, so I was stealing. Okay. Dang it. <laughs> Robbing from God in rebellion. <laughs> Dang it, Dusty. So, yes, in rebelling, I was robbing God. Which is what we've seen the Israelites all throughout the Bible. This constant rebelling 
in God and his plans and his purposes. And we still do that today. That's right. And that's why God taxed them. And I feel like the church is robbing God. I feel like the church is kind of in rebellion, but we don't see it. You know, the Israelites never saw it. They didn't purposely rebel. They just. I think the church is robbing God because they take that tithe. Well, let's talk about that. So the, that verse, will a man rob God? We hear it a lot from the pulpit about us not giving the tithe to the church. But the book brings out the fact that it really was about the nation not doing with the tithe what they were supposed to be doing. They weren't giving to the poor, the orphans, and the widows, and the Levites. Yeah, they weren't giving it to the Levites. Like The whole taxation system was set up for. Right, and so that's what he says in here is more about that, that 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 was the bigger issue of the tithe. It wasn't the fact that people weren't giving. It was a tax you had to give. Right, I mean, it was was taken. It wasn't necessarily given. But, yeah, they would come give it the, the... political system of the time would take it, would receive it and then they would waste it kind of like what our government does now that's why our social security is broke so this was the biblical tithe at the time god commanded israel to give 23.3 percent of their income every year not 10 percent these ties considered consisted of the produce of the land which included the seed of the land the fruit of the land and the herd of the flock it was a product of the land not money Okay, I didn't know about the 23.3%, but I didn't know about the rest. But people say, I've heard it preached, the tithe means tenth. Right. The word tithe does mean tenth. The literal meaning of tithe is tenth. But then it was 23%? Was that tithe or was that offering? And I'm just going by the book, but the book says, this is the biblical tithe. God commanded Israel to give 23.3%. What page is that on? 173. And he says that the clear parallel to the Israel's tithing system is the modern taxation system that we are present in America. If we ran a flat tax, yes. Israel Israel was obligated to support their national workers, their priests, their holidays, festivals, and the poor, strangers, widows, and orphans with their annual tithes. Most modern tax systems serve similar purposes. That's why I said, so is it a lot like our taxes now. And I guess I'm right. Look All right. Boom. So the word tithe, the definition is one-tenth of annual produce or earnings formally taken as a tax for the support of the church and clergy. Webster has it wrong too because it wasn't taken as a tax for the church and the clergy was taken as we've learned in this At book. At the time, the clergy really didn't exist. Exactly. Uh, but as this book shows, this book, not our scholar research because we are not Bible scholars shows that it was a tax for the Levites not the clergy and we know the Levites were not clergy so it definitely wasn't for the clergy unless you want to consider worship leaders clergy well that's just a whole nother yes the literal meaning of the word tithe is 10% so say this was an offering the biblical offering but now let's look. God commanded Israel to give 23.3%. That's another issue. Oh, hey. with, yep. It says 
20% nearly in 10% every three years equals 23.3. Okay. So what we talked about earlier. Yes. So he just did the math and added everything together. Okay. So, yeah. So it was 10% to each thing. Dang, that is still three taxes. So you, really you're being taxed on the same thing three times. No, because they went to three different areas. Ten percent went to. But of your land and your produce, your your oh, the yes. spoils of like, your land don't change just like, because you give some away. Like we are today. So like, what is that? Our... No, we're not taxed over multiple things unless you just. But I mean that percentage, I guess, is about that. Right, twenty three point three. Well, some brackets yes, other brackets no. Frank Viola's probably in that bracket. Yes, you and I. We don't make that much, so we're probably not in that bracket. But I, I, I always have to end up paying on taxes. So weird, because I make literally nothing, and so. Well, that sucks for you, but I always get a good amount back. Maybe you're doing your taxes wrong. Maybe I mean, if I was a clergy, I'd, I'd have more stuff to write off. Maybe you're not <laughs> tithing enough, Dusty. No, see, the problem is I don't make enough. Like tithing only really helps you get below. If you, right. If you make a lot and you subsidize everything. Yeah. So since I don't do that, and then yeah, there's just just things that the church does pay for something, but it's a 10.99. So then we end up being taxed on it, seven hundred dollars because of self-employment. You're right. 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 Can we just not tithe that? If the church is going well, to pay us paying you, then you have to tithe. What if we just said, hey, we're just not going to tithe? What I'm, what I'm saying is we tithe way more than we bring out from the church. <laughs> so what if we just not tithed? And you give that out, your well, services yeah, we, the, are? The churches don't even pay us. Right, church right. doesn't even pay us. And see, that's what I did. You know, when I was the guest services uh, director... I told the pastor, don't pay me because I considered my labor part of my tithe. Yeah. Because I don't believe tithing is just money. I believe tithing is your your time, your efforts, your talents. Talents, yes, everything. It all deserves to go to God. Do I believe that position should be paid? Oh, let's not go there. It was a lot of work. No, I do not believe that position should be paid. I'm leaving it at that. We'll talk about clergy salaries on the next one, Andrew. Man. You're starting to I cross. have waited eight weeks, no, 12 weeks for this chapter, and now we're splitting it up. Well, you know what? If you don't change that, change that attitude, I'm going <laughs> to institute a buffer episode for the next one, in which you need to wait one more week. Dusty, you forget. I upload <laughs> everything. Well, I upload to Vox. You're gonna you're gonna record the podcast without me. Yes. <laughs> it will be Isabel and me in here doing the next podcast. <laughs> Sorry guys, you're losing Dusty. So he talked about for one thing, he talked about the uh, when they take up the offering like that churches they they kind of look down on people that don't tithe in their church. Like they can't be an elder if they're not tithing right, right, in or, their church. Or, right. And so, and so I would never be an elder in our church. Because you're not tithing? Which, in our church. The question would be, how, that's true, I guess you get to another church. But how would, how would they know it's 10% of their income? Good point. 
I mean, I guess you just have to trust before you make that. But you know, like a lot of uh, like our sister church, the New right. Beginnings. Yeah. Um, one of the things that they do is um, in that style, like. But one of the things that they do is you walk by the offering plate. So everybody gets up in a row together and they walk by and they put in their offering. So you can see who doesn't put stuff in. And there's a, there's a story in the Bible about, you know, they're watching people put in their offering and there's a, what was it? A widow that gave her only last two cents or whatever. Yeah, two shells or shells. And Jesus praised her for, for giving that. Yeah. And, he was like, she gave the most mm-hmm. because she gave everything she had. Yeah, she gave everything she had. And so now we take that in the church as no matter how much money you make. But wait, that's all she had left. I mean, she didn't give her first 10. I I think that she... uh, I mean, yes, it's a big sacrifice, but... What are you saying? She was a millionaire and and just gave two cents? What I'm saying is she didn't give the the first portion of her her labor. Which is let's what just, the Bible calls let's for. Let's just judge the widow because Jesus says she was doing all right, okay? Well, that's what I'm saying. Jesus said she's doing doing all right, but yet every sermon I hear on tithing, it says you give your first 10%. Off the yeah, top. right here, she gave her last two shekels or whatever they were, and Jesus said, Jesus himself said, or she here has sacrificed the most, and she was in favor of the Lord. I think the argument is if you give first, then it just it's a mindset where if you're giving it first, you're not just giving God your leftovers, you're giving him the first. And so you're just putting yourself in that mode of where you're thinking about God first in your life, putting God first in your life. So it's kind of like a – I don't want to say – well, I'm going to say it. It's kind of like a brainwashing technique then. But what I was saying in, in – even with that verse, I guess you can even go. So, so that girl gave her last, was really poor, and she gave her the last of what she had to go towards this. And then the rich people that were giving weren't giving well under a tenth, or maybe were even giving 25%. But, but it didn't influence But them. it didn't influence their thing. And so what happens, and what I've seen happen in my own life in a church, is the poor people stay poor because they're usually the ones that will give more. Um, they're usually taking the bigger sacrifices because they don't have the higher paying jobs. And so them not them giving 10% is taking a lot more away than somebody, a rich person who gives 10%. Then they'll be like, well, I guess I just, uh, won't put gas in the boat this week, <laughs> you know, <laughs> or something, something silly like that. Oh no, they'll find a way to get gas on that boat. So still. it's just in my experience, and that's one of the arguments that he says in this book is that it keeps. What is the chapter is even called? Um, or the section, not chapter. The section is called the uh, sore spots on the wallet. Oh, I guess that's the ch- right chapter. I thought you were talking about the section a bur- burden on the poor. Oh yeah, there's that too, and it just talked about tithing keeps poor people poor. Which the tithe is supposed to help the poor, <laughs> right? So, <laughs> like, wait a minute, what's going on here? So there it is, guys. Those are our viewpoints and the book's viewpoints on tithing. Next, we need to answer: Is the church spending the tithing on what it's supposed to be spent on?
because I I think there's a lot of abuse when it comes to the tithe, and not on purpose. Like I say, abuse, but it's not like people are purposely mishandling the tithe. But if we want to say tithing is a biblical thing and we should be doing it, then it should be spent the biblical way. Correct. And so let's let's take a look at that next week. Um, we're gonna keep this podcast short and. Uh, Maybe you guys will like it more, less rambling. But uh, that's just a whole other topic to get into, and I just don't feel like doing it. All right, that's all for us this week, guys. Have a good one. Don't hate us. <laughs>